good morning everyone welcome to another episode of the skywatcher what's up webcast where we take up uh take a look at everything from what's up in the nighttime sky to equipment to helpful tips and tricks on imaging and visual observing and of course at the end of the month we have a special guest on to talk about their specialty in the field of astronomy um hope you're having a good week um we are getting ready to hop into another weekend um that's the reason we are here this friday morning um, and today we are going to be talking about the EQM35. This is our not, it was our smallest go-to equatorial mount um, that has now been taken over by the Star Adventure GTI. But uh, that is what we're going to be talking about today and going into some details about that. So hopefully this episode gives you some insight on that. Um, if you like what you see here on the What's Up webcast, please go ahead and subscribe to the channel. Let's us know we're doing a good job and that we should keep going. If you, have an, uh, if you have an idea uh, for a future What's Up webcast, please email us at info at skywatcherusa.com with your idea. But do note that we do take time to schedule these. Um, so if you have not seen your idea pop up yet for your episode, don't worry. Um, we will get to it at some point. We just have to fit it all into the schedules and how that all works. So anyway... Uh, but yeah, please subscribe, leave a like on a video. Again, it lets us know we're doing a pretty good job. And uh, yeah, so that's the What's Up webcast. Now, there are two new products that I want to mention that were announced this week. Um, they are on our website and they will be making their way to dealers. We're not going to cover them completely today. Uh, they will get their own episodes, but I wanted to at least give a shout out to them so everyone is at least aware that there are some new products floating around. Uh, you can go onto our website or contact your dealer if you have any interest in these things. Uh, the first one is the EQ6RI. Uh, now, lately there's been some supply issues with getting chips, like hand controller chips and stuff like that. Um, so there is a new variation of the EQ6R that is out and it's called the RI model, which actually comes with our Wi-Fi adapter instead of a hand controller, um, which if you're an astrophotographer, this is probably a welcomed uh, change because you probably aren't using the controller anyway. Um, they, the price does reflect the fact that there is no controller, so it's a little less expensive, um, but that is the EQ6RI. Uh, that is going to be shipping here shortly. I'm being going to our website right now, uh, skywatchusa.com, under mounts, mounts. Uh, there's the EQ6R, and then right under that is the RI, um, and there it is right there. Same great EQ6R mount, the one that everyone knows about. Nothing has changed with the mount itself. It just does not come with a controller. Um, it comes with a Wi-Fi adapter instead, but we'll do an episode on that coming up here in the near future uh, for anybody who might be interested in checking that out. Now, another new addition, um, which is actually an expansion on another line of telescopes that we have, is our new Quattro 150, or the Baby Quattro, is what I like to call it. Um, this is our new 6-inch F4 uh, Imaging Newtonian. Um, so now we have, we did have 8, 10, and 12. Now we have the new 6. So now we have a 6, 8, 10, and 12. Uh, these are actually shipping right now. Um, so you can talk to your dealer. Um, we did have a shipment come in, and we waited to announce them until we actually had inventory. So if you're actually interested in one of these, you can probably run out and find one um, right now. 
Uh, the little Quattro 150 is a is quite an interesting uh, little scope. It is a six inch f4 native uh, telescope, um, but it does come with a matched coma corrector. Let me find it, Quattro series. <clears throat> um, it's a little different from the rest of its uh, uh, sisters in the line. Um, it comes with its own coma corrector, a specially designed coma corrector that actually, when installed, allows the telescope to run at f3.4. So if you're just getting into astrophotography, you've got a lightweight mount. For 600 bucks, you have a 6-inch f3.4 corrected imaging system right out of the box. It's pretty sweet. You're ready to go. Um, and it does come with a really nice, uh, 22 millimeter with 70 degree eyepiece. Um, nothing like you've seen in any of our other, uh, kits. Um, we do give you the six by 30 finder. Like I said, the matched coma corrector is in the box. You don't have to get anything. You just get the scope and you pop it on the mount. Um, and that's the Quattro 150. These are in stock now and starting to, uh, ship out. Um, so there's a small shipment came in. Um, we'll obviously be getting more, but if you're looking for something like this, ask your dealer. But we'll do a whole episode on this telescope as well. But just wanted to let you guys know that those were announced this week. And uh, if you want to know more, uh, go on our website and check it out or talk with your local distributor uh, about the availability in your own region. Now, let's get started with our actual topic of today and that is the eqm 35 um the eqm 35 um was actually announced a couple a few years ago at this point it's an it's a evolution of the eq3 mount um that many people have seen all over the place um but it is a, a lightweight go-to equatorial mount um the whole mount with the included counterweights only weighs 37 pounds um without the counterweights i think you're just over 20 um it's fairly lightweight um with regardless it is a full go-to amount um now if you get the manual of an eqm 35 the pdf um if you open it up you'll actually notice that there is a manual version of the mount as well as a go-to version of the mount now we have never sold the manual version i don't know of any other region that has sold the manual version so the only ones that i know exist are go-to models um and there is no way to upgrade at this point um i don't know if there's a kit but at this point the only version of the eqm 35 that i know of is the go-to version um that has been publicly uh released um so just a heads up i've had people ask that before the go-to version is the only one that i'm aware that i'm aware that exists publicly there's a question on the quattro 150 uh what is the coma corrector used on the quattro 150p because it comes with it but it's not disclosed so it's a variation of our f4 coma corrector that we sell as an accessory to the other uh, quattros um, this one has been designed for that shorter focal length that's 600 millimeter focal length that's been optically adjusted for that and it also happens to reduce that a little bit um i'm sure you could use many other popular coma correctors it's a standard f4 um newtonian so you know paracore the explore scientific coma corrector the botter 
you know, all those I don't think should have any issue working. I haven't tried them all. I have tried a Paracor 2. That one does work. Um, so I'm sure there are other third-party options out there if you don't want to use it. But it comes in the box um, with the Coma Corrector for the Quattro 150. So, And you cannot get the scope without the Coma Corrector because it comes packed inside. All right. Um, I know there's some other questions. Um, I'll get to those later because they are talking about the mounts. Um, we'll get to the Ecom 35 and I'll get to the rest of them after this. So, uh, Ecom 35 is a 22 pound payload capacity. So a lot of, uh, smaller telescopes can work on this. Uh, it's a modular design, which we're going to break, literally break it down here shortly. Um, but this is a great mount if you're doing astrophotography, with larger telephoto lenses or smaller telescopes. This kind of sits between our larger HEQ5 and the smaller Star Adventure now would be the Star Adventure GTI, but this has sat between the Star Adventure series and the HEQ5 mount. Um, you can actually utilize this as a heavier duty star tracker, if you will, um, which is the modular design. I'll show you how that works. Uh, but that's kind of the intriguing thing about the EQM35 if you want to go about that. Uh, now, the nice thing about the EQM35 is, sorry about that, uh, is it's all metal gearing. There are no plastic gears inside of this mount. Uh, the deck is a 64, uh, has 64 teeth on it. Um, it is a little bit small, um, especially for imaging. It's only like 30-something-ish millimeters in diameter. Um, so the deck on this does work. It is an improvement over like a Star Adventurer because you do get that deck access. But the mount is still fairly small. So there's only so much room to make that gear so big. Now, the big jump on the EQM35 is the right ascension. Now, compared to the smaller EQ3 and the variations around the world of the EQ3, the EQM35 has the same overall housing of an EQ3, but the right ascension gear has been grown to 180 teeth. So with that, you get better tracking, um, smoother guiding, uh, because you have a bigger gear to work with rather than a smaller gear like found on EQ3s and the various clones of an EQ3 around the world. So that's the unique thing about EQM35 is it has that bigger right ascension gear, which is really going to help a lot um, if you're going to be imaging. Uh, so good thing to go about that. Now our motors, uh, the motors use uh, brass spur gears. Um, you can see them right there. Uh, so it's all brass, and even the spur gear on the worm itself is brass. Um, so that works really well to maintain, you know, that your stuff isn't going to wear down over time, which is something that can happen with plastic gears or cheaper um, systems. So it is a brass system inside of there that meshes all that stuff together to help the mount move. Uh, we do use stepper motors like on many of our mounts. Now, the nice thing about stepper motors is, A, they have a lot of torque to them, and B, there's no additional encoder wheel to worry about. On servo motors, they have a little uh, encoder wheel, and I've seen this happen to where those encoder wheels, they're generally made out of plastic, and they can break. I've actually seen them shatter before as well, especially as the mount gets older, and if that breaks, then the mount doesn't know where to go. 
So then you have to kind of replace this whole system um, at that point. Now, the nice thing about a stepper motor is the motor is actually keeping an eye on how many steps are going on inside of it on its own. So it's like it's built inside of it. So there's no additional parts uh, that are needed. So that's an addition of or a plus of having the stepper motors over a servo is there's less parts that you have to worry about uh, wearing down over time. So the stepper motors, not only do they have more torque, but they also are allowed to keep, they also have the ability to keep uh, positioning on each one of them as well. And that's true for the right ascension and the declination on the EQM35. Now we also have a built-in polar scope on the EQM. Um, it's not illuminated. Uh, a lot of people write in, why isn't it illuminated? Um, there's no room to put an illuminator inside of this mount. Um, this mount was really built as a manual mount with the addition of GoTo. It wasn't designed with GoTo from the ground up. So because of that, there's no room to put an illuminator in the EQM35 housing. Uh, you can use a Star Adventure illuminator. We do sell those through our support department. Um, they do click right up into the front. I've seen other people make their own illuminators, but it's the same polar scope that we use on the rest of our, our mounts. It's that uh, crosshair grid is what I like to call it, uh, or the polar clock system. So if you know how to polar align a star adventure and you want to go to something bigger, the EQM35 does the same thing, same methods, um, really easy to do. Uh, these are also pre-aligned at the factory. You shouldn't have to mess around with the reticles on any of our mounts um, unless otherwise stated because these are usually aligned ahead of time. I have a lot of people, it's like, well, the manual said this. It's like, just because it's in the manual doesn't mean you have to mess with it. Um, it's there so you know if you need to do it, but you don't need to do it out of the box. So EQM35, like the rest of our mounts, the polar scope is already aligned to the center axis of the mount. So you should be able to pop it out, polar align it, and go to work that night. Um, so that's nice. It does come with the polar scope in there. If you do need to do polar alignment, um, you can either A, use the polar scope, or B, we do have the uh, SynScan polar alignment routine in the hand controller. Once you do a star alignment or initial star alignment, you will be able to go in and do an adjustment using the hand controller polar alignment method, which is also very helpful as well. Now, like I said earlier, it does have a 22 pound payload capacity. Um, you know, that holds a wide range of telescopes. Uh, right here is our EvoStar 120 refractor. That works great visually. Um, if you're looking for something uh, lightweight and easy to do, that's a nice little setup. I've seen people use C8s on this mount. Um, you know, 22 pounds really is meant, especially for imaging purposes, is really meant for those smaller refractors, um, maybe a small Newtonian, maybe you have like a C6, uh, with a hyperstar on it from Star Arizona. Um, that's a good little companion for this. Um, it's not made to hold these massive tubes, um, uh, but it is made to hold the smaller stuff. Um, think of this as kind of a grown up version of the Star Adventure. It's, it is a bit bigger, but it's not... You know, it is a full equatorial mount. It's got the go-to hardware on it, but it's not the, you know, our major mounts at this point. Now, like I said earlier, a lot of the electronics or all the electronics on the EQM35 were added after. Um, 
they are not all built in like some of our other mounts like the heq5 the star adventure gti um which is a special mount because that was designed from the ground up um the eqm35 is an evolution of the eq3 so um like that the electronics cannot um fit inside of the mount itself there's just no room so all the electronics are external um, the motors are external the cables are external and there's also a motor control board which is in a box that comes with it and that slides onto the tripod with a special mount um, so this is our current uh as of this video the current eqm35 control box uh, this uses our mc01 mc019 motor board um, what you can see actually has a USB B on it. Um, some of the early EQM 35s um, did not have this. So this is a change. Um, it probably happened uh, sometime in 2020, I think is when the change happened for this. Um, but this is our new current production version of the, uh, the mount. So we do have the power switch. The power switch is up here on the right-hand side. You do have the standard uh, control port. That's for your hand controller. If you want to use our Wi-Fi adapter, you can plug that in there. Um, if you want to use an EQ mod cable, if you're using like an ASI Air going direct uh, to a PC, um, the hand controller cable can use the EQ mod cable. Uh, we do have the ST standard ST4 guide port if you want to do guiding. Um direct into it uh we also have a 12 volt power port right in the middle there that's how you're going to power the mount um, and then of course the newer versions have the usb b uh port right here which is actually for direct connect to a pc using our our SynScan pro app if you want to do that on windows um, or firmware updating of the motor controller can be done through the usb as well um, so we do have that, make it a little bit more up-to-date um, on that. But uh, that is the EQM35 control box. That's something that comes in the box. This is where the main motor board sits. Um, and then it just slides on uh, to the tripod using a uh, included holster, uh, essentially. So, But that is the control board there. Now, like I said earlier, some of you might have heard it's a modular design mount. Um, now, what does that mean, modular? So, the EQM35 has the ability to split the deck axis from the right ascension. Um, and that's kind of hard to see uh, right here. So, let me go to my full screen. Hold on. There we go. Okay. So... This is an EQM35, obviously. Um, so when you get an EQM35, looks a lot like this. Uh, there is also a secondary uh, saddle in the box with it. Um, this is a right ascension saddle. So what this does, if you want to use this as a big star adventurer, essentially, with a bigger right ascension gear for those large lenses, um, you can unbolt. There are four bolts that that mount the the deck axis i've taken them out but they're right here uh four bolts you unbolt those and the whole deck axis 
if I can get this to come off correctly. There we go. The whole deck axis actually removes. There's the deck motor. This you put off to the side. And now you just have the right ascension. And your secondary saddle that comes in the box would bolt right here. This gives you a, a standard, you know, V-style dove saddle right up front here. Now, with that, that gives you the ability, as you can see here in the picture, to use our Star Adventure deck bracket if you wanted to go about doing that. Um, that's what we mean by modular. So, you, if you have Star Adventure accessories and you want the ability to use larger lenses, mainly because of the larger right ascension gear for better tracking than the smaller star adventure uh right ascension gear you can use this as like a bigger souped up star adventure however the one thing you have to remember is that by removing the deck axis you lose the go-to functionality because you're taking the deck motor out of the equation if you're generally what i recommend people do here is if you're going to buy the EQM35, just use it in its standard format. Um, it is nice if you have these accessories and you want to go simple, you can do that. It's nice to have that feature. But honestly, you have spent the extra money to have the go-to system on board. Um, you can use a dovetail system like you see right here with the, the refractor there. You can get one of those dovetails. You can bolt that down onto one of your large lenses like the mounting foot or your telescope. And now you have the ability to get a full go-to system. By removing that deck access, you remove the deck motor and it makes it more difficult to guide because you don't have deck guiding um, if you need that. And you don't have your go-to functionality. So I find that most people use the EQM35 in its standard format um, and with all of it put together. Um, but the... It is nice to have that modular setup if you want to go about doing something like that. Um, it is there, and it is a nice feature if you need to use it. But most people that I've found actually just use the mount in its current configuration. Um, but that's just what I have found. Now, accessories. Um, EQM35 comes with everything. You're pretty much, um, you know, going about. Uh we have the go-to controller in the hand box. That's standard. Uh, you got the polar scope, two seven and a half pound counterweights, V-style saddle, and we do give you a V-style uh, dovetail as well if you need to mount anything. And then we also have the roll steel tripod um, and a 12 volt power cable. So uh, that is what comes in the box. It's all one box, unlike our larger mounts. Um, the EQM35 does ship in one large box. Um, I'm sorry. I should go back to this. Um, there we go. That way you guys can see. This is what comes in the box with the EQM35 when you get it. Uh, so the only thing that you're really going to add is a power supply and a whatever optic system you're going to put on it, whether it's visual or imaging. Um, but yeah, you're ready to go there. Now, there are various accessories uh, that can be used. Now, one thing I would recommend for everyone, on an EQM35, it does need uh, a fair amount of amperage. That's pretty standard with a lot of things on the market nowadays. So I would get anything that's got three to four amps or more um, for power supply. Make sure it is 12 volt, but it should be five amps ideal. 
five amps is more than enough to run them out. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, but uh, we do sell uh, various power supplies like this one right here, our AC to DC adapter. That's a four amp. Um, but I would recommend four to five amp power supplies uh, if you're going to be using the EQM35. Uh, if you want to go Wi-Fi, we do have the SynScan Wi-Fi adapter that can be used uh, to run that wirelessly. The SynScan GPS that helps, obviously, if you're going for, uh, if you're using the hand controller uh, to find your location. Uh, there is uh, 11 pound counterweights. Now, our 11 and 7.5 pound counterweights generally, because the EQM35 uses a slightly larger bar, um, I really don't know why. Um, but when you, if you need extra counterweights, what you would do is you, you'd buy the counterweight, obviously, but we have these little black inserts in there. You want to pop that out. So pop out the insert. Um, this let, this insert allows it to use, be used on like an HEQ5 or a EQ6R or stuff like that. Um, but for whatever reason that has yet to be explained to me, the bar, the counterweight bar on the EQM35 is a tad bit bigger so you want to pop out the black insert and then our seven and a half and 11 pound counterweights will work on the eqm35 without a problem there so that is uh you know those are some of the accessories there i have a lot of people using like the zwo asi air um i've been using those a lot lately and i do understand why they're so popular they're excellent um so that is something you can go off and do there as well um, I knew we would blow through this episode, uh, cause that's pretty much the EQM 35. Um, it is one of our smaller mounts there. I know there are some, uh, questions out there that I could probably burn, uh, some time up on, but, uh, EQM 35 again is one of our smaller mounts. Um, but let me go through some of these questions here real quick. Um, we've got plenty of time there. Uh, we did talk about the Quattro 150 earlier. It does come with the coma corrector. Um, but if you have any questions, you can either reach out to us or um, you can actually talk to your dealer uh, or supplier in your region about the uh, the Quattro 150, but they are shipping here. Let's see. How are people finding the stiff RA access on it? I've been uh, toying between this and an EQ5 Pro. Um the EQM 35s at time can be a little tight. They like to over tighten, I think, um, when they set these mounts up. Um, there's not an easy way to go in to adjust it without, um, you know, really opening up various parts of the mount. Um, so, and I we don't sell the EQ5 Pro here in the States, so I can't really tell you much about that. It's because it's just not a mount that we sell. Um, the EQM35, while it is smaller, um, some of the bearing materials in there are not as elaborate, I would say, as the larger mounts are, like an HEQ5. Um, an HEQ5 uses roller bearings, um, you know, real nice stainless steel uh, roller bearings that makes it a lot easier to balance and a lot smoother uh, to balance those mounts. That's also found on the EQ6R and the larger mounts. That's why it, it has this m a lot smoother motion for it. Um, mounts of this size, um, 
there's not a lot of room to put bearings like that in here. So a lot of them are more of like a Teflon-esque like bearing. Um, and that's going to have, a, you know, its own type of friction to it. Um, it's not as smooth as like the roller bearings would be. Um, so it's a little harder to get that smoothness out of an EQM35 when you're comparing it to the larger mounts because the bearing assemblies are are very very different um from one another that's also the price difference um you know eqm 35s at least here at the moment are under a thousand dollars um heq fives and up they're they're more expensive because they do have they are there's more that goes into those mounts and you are getting i would think better uh bearing assemblies inside of there but the eqm 35 still does hold its own place um, in the market and for what it does it can be a fantastic little mount um, are there plans for strain drive mounts like the CWO or ioptron um, I think it would be interesting for us to take a look at those um, I am not currently aware of us going after that market at the moment um, I've been asked this a lot especially because we just got back from the advanced imaging conference a couple weeks ago about these new they're not new, actually. Um, the the strange uh, strain drive mounts, or um, there have been several companies that have worked with these uh, mounts before. These types of drive systems. Um, ZWO and Ioptron are the latest additions to that. But Rainbow um, has been selling their their uh, versions of the harmonic mounts or harmonic drives or what they're called. Um, Rainbow has been selling variations of these for several years, uh, which is, so they're nothing new. Then there's also been some much larger mounts um, on the market there as well. Um, I think it will be very interesting as the technology from these uh, drive systems comes down in price and thankfully you have companies like DWO and Ioptron who are are stepping into that market as well as Pegasus um, it's going to be an interesting learning curve for the customer base because I feel like when it comes to the harmonic drives a lot of people are going to apply what they've learned on whatever their original equatorial is to these harmonic mounts now that is true they are equatorial mounts and they do a wonderful job at what they're meant to do but what i would probably tell people especially with the early adopters um, when you're talking about these types of mounts you want to make sure that the tripod these are mounted to is extremely stable especially when you're starting to get to these larger uh, mounts um, they need to be well mounted to the ground because unlike a standard equatorial, these most of the time do not have a counterweight system on them. They are an optional accessory, but they do not, they are not balanced systems. So you want to make sure that because everyone right now is on this kick about going, oh, I want a lightweight mount. I want it to be portable, blah, 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 blah. Great. Totally get it. However, when your system is not balanced 
and obviously these mounts don't require it that, so that's irrelevant at this point but that still means you have to have a rigid tripod system to make sure that because the system on top is not balanced that it's not going to fall over if it gets on one side or the other and i have heard about this happening with other mounts like this so i think it will be interesting because quite honestly there's a lot of people I'm not saying it's you guys, but there are a lot of people that don't pay attention to details like that. So if you're going to get one of these harmonic mounts, please make sure. And I've talked to, I talked to rainbow when we were at AIC about these, these mounts and it's happened with customers, but please make sure if you are getting one of these mounts that you pay attention to the details about making sure you have a, very rigid tripod system underneath it because I don't want to hear that someone's you know stuff fell over because it was too heavy to one side and unfortunately that has nothing to do with the mount itself it's operator error and that's where I think a lot of issues are going to come up on these more affordable harmonic mounts is people aren't going to pay attention to the small idiosyncrasies of these mounts and someone's going to end up paying pretty dearly for it because you can't apply everything that you know from an equatorial to a harmonic mounts so if you're getting one just please pay attention that you're setting up correctly as the manufacturer has stated to do um just just that so i think that on top of that um i think they're really interesting it's something i think skywatcher could look into i don't have any details beyond that but i do think they're interesting and it's really cool to see the market going into such a small compact uh, method but i don't have a lot of hands-on experience with the harmonics right now i'd love to try one uh, but right now they look really intriguing i think it's really cool i think they have their own idiosyncrasies as with any mount that people are going to have to work through but you're going to have to pay attention to that so there's that. Um, any chance you could compare and contrast with the CEM 26 or 40 smaller mounts for my Optron? Um, I really don't know the ins and outs of the iOptron mounts. Um, honestly, if you want someone to compare and contrast um, mounts for you, talk to a dealer that works with them. Um, I can just go on their website and be like, here's this, here's that. I don't really think our webcast is the place for us to compare and contrast our stuff against somebody else's stuff. Um, everyone makes really nice stuff at these days. Um, if you're not, you're going to get yourself in trouble. Um, I don't know enough about the CM26 and the 40s to say this or that about them. But if you want to do something uh, like that, call a dealer who has that experience or maybe spend some time on your own um, comparing those those two models to other models and whoever else's equipment at that point. But, um, there was, uh, there was that. So, um, can we buy the Wi-Fi adapter for older EQ6R Pro? Yes, absolutely. Um, the Wi-Fi adapters are available. Um, you can buy those. They come with the cables. You can just plug it right into the, the mount replaces the hand controller and you're good to go. Um, any Q5 versus EQM35, I'm assuming we're saying the HEQ5. Um, 
The HGQ5 is a better mount than the EQM35. It's also more expensive. Uh, reason I like the HEQ5 more is that it has better bearings and there's no external electronics. Everything's built into the HEQ5. Um, it is a bit heavier. It's not as lightweight, but you are getting a little bit more payload capacity. Um, 30 pounds versus 20 pounds. Um, so anyway, there's, there's that, but the, uh, it really just depends on what you're looking for. An EQM35 is a great little mount if you're looking for something bigger than a Star Adventure with a little bit more payload. Um, you know, 70 millimeter refractors, maybe 80s, um, bigger telephoto lenses, stuff like that. That's what the EQM35 is really about. Um, so that's where the HEQ, that's where the EQM35 is really centered. And for a lot of people, um, the EQM35 has really met their needs. I know it's not the most precise mount on the market, but it's very hard to make a, a good little mount for under a thousand dollars with GoTo. And that's just kind of the reality of it at this point. Um, so the EQM35, I have, I've seen a lot of people do amazing work with it, but you do have to remember that getting one of these mounts, um, it's under a thousand dollars. I know a thousand dollars is a lot of money, but in the world of astronomy, it's not. Especially when we're talking mounts, um, you're still in. You know, how do I put this? Um, if you're under a thousand dollars on a mount, that's not a lot of wiggle room to put a ton of technology inside of it and be able to have everything. So the EQM35 is a great little mount for its price point. It does its job, um, but there has to be some give and take when you have a mount of this level. Um, it's great for what it's intended for, but if you want something that's a little bit more precise, maybe has more payload capacity, something like an HEQ5 is definitely a step up, but you pay for that. Um, the NEQ5, okay, so the NEQ5 is uh, a larger version of basically the eqm 35 um it's like an eq5 essentially we don't sell that here in the states that one i do believe has better bearings inside of it uh, but still has the electronics on the outside but i don't have a lot of information regarding that mount um on hand so i can't i don't like to talk about something if i don't have you know some kind of authority on the topic what are your views on the ra and deck axis uh for guiding and imaging. Um, you know, for what these mounts are intended for, um, I think they do pretty decent. I'm gonna not going to throw a number out there uh, because you are going to get sample variation and it depends on how everything is set up. But I've had people take very, very nice images using an EQM35. Obviously, when you're imaging with this kind of mount, you want to make sure that you're adapting the proper equipment or payload to the mount this isn't something that i'm going to go get a c8 throw it on there and try to do 2000 millimeter imaging at the at the back of the telescope that's not what this mount is for this mount is really intended for those smaller refractors like i said those 60 to 70 odd millimeter refractors um maybe those larger telephoto lenses like the 300 400 the Tamron 15600s, stuff like that. 
that's really what this mount is for. Um, someone's asking about the EQM35 and the Quattro 150P. That is probably doable. Um, big advantage of the Quattro 150P is because it's a F3.4 system with the matched coma corrector. You don't have to image very long to get a nice shot out of that scope. So you could squeak a Quattro 150 imaging system together with an EQM35. You might have some issues with guiding um, if a breeze kicks up and stuff like that, but they would pair very well together. For visual use, it'd be a fantastic little system. Um, for imaging, it's probably not too bad. I haven't had the two together yet, um, but wouldn't be a bad little setup, um, especially if you're kind of restricted for budget. Um, but it wouldn't be a bad system. Uh, let's see. Any timeline on the release of the Star Adventure GTI? Um, it depends on the region. I can't speak for anybody else except the U.S. and Canada. Um, we have shipments coming in. I believe our first shipment is due sometime in the next six to eight weeks-ish. Um, and then there'll be a much larger shipment in the fall here in the, the North American region. So a lot of people who have pre-orders, especially if you, if you jumped on it immediately, you will see it probably, you will see it within the end of the year. Um, for a lot of people there so but it, it's i can't speak in detail about every single person because i don't know when you got it i don't know who you got it through and that's a big big thing right there be patient we're working on it so um <coughs> sorry about that uh, are there any other questions i think we got all of them um let's see blah 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 uh, oh, are you asking about, wait, comparing the Ioptron, are we talking about, hold on, uh, I want to see where this was at, who asked this question, uh, EQM, Ioptrons, okay, so, okay, I see what you were going for. So, the question on the CEM26 and the CM40s, um, I guess had to do with the center mount setup. Um, I don't know a lot about the, the offset saddle of the Ioptron system. Um, I know it's supposed to help with balance. But that's very different depending on the system. I've had customers who've had these mounts who had issues balancing refractors um, on those mounts. So, because the way the saddle sits. Um, but again, I don't want to speak uh, too much on Ioptron stuff. From what I've seen, they're very nice. But I don't have one. I haven't used one. I have some friends who have them. They, they look nice. They're impressive at times. Um, but... I, I don't know enough about them to really want to speak too much on them because I don't want to, um, I want to say things that I don't have authority to speak on. And if it's not my product line and something I haven't used personally, I don't want to go too much down the road and disrespect anything that they have done, um, either. 
So, but from what I have seen, there's a lot of happy owners out there. They are very impressive mounts, um, but I don't know a lot about the center balance design. Um, but I do know I have had customers, particularly with refractors, that have had issues balancing because of the saddle sitting too far back. So, all right. Well, so that's it for the EQM35 episode. Next week is the long-awaited return of the reflector versus refractor episode. Um, we had to cancel this because I had sick kids last time, and we weren't able to do it. We've been asked a million times when this is coming back. It's finally here next week. We're going to compare reflectors uh, versus refractors. Um, so we'll see you next Friday. Um, other than that, thank you so much for hanging out with us. Uh, please have a safe weekend. Um, it was good chatting all, with all of you about mounts, um, even beyond the EQM 35. Um, and uh, we will uh, see you guys next week. So take care, everyone. Have a safe weekend and get out and go do some observing. Take care. Bye.